Welcome to the Vital Health Podcast. I'm Jodie Duval and I'm a functional naturopath in Perth, WA. This is a place where you can expand your knowledge on how to optimise your health and realise your full potential. We'll have cutting-edge information with expert guests and having lots of fun along the way. Get ready to be empowered and motivated to reach your higher vitality and find your ultimate potential. Let's go! Health is meant to be fun. And with my next guest, Dr. Scott Sher, his sense of humor and knowledge makes it oh so much more fun and interesting. So I'm super excited to have him back on the show after a year and what a year it has been. So you can jump back to our first podcast to hear all about Scott's story and we follow on today with some more of the information that we discussed. So today, Scott and I talk about coming home and having hope, digging deeper into the world of health optimization, medicine and practice as a health specialty that is really moving the needle on health around the world. We talk about how it can impact those wanting to learn it out of the specialty and for those who want to dive into receiving this specialty as a foundation to optimize their health. Scott also dives into methylene blue for us and we talk about transcriptions and how people all around the world are bluing themselves. So we talk about how this blends perfectly with home hope and also what's in store for transcriptions in the future. Dr. Scott is the man to talk about HBOT, so we also dive into hyperbaric oxygen therapy and we talk about the scope of this treatment and its wide benefits, including anti-aging. HBOT Plus has landed in Oz and we are super excited for what Dr. Scott's creating in his, with his amazing team for optimal protocols and support for physicians and health practitioners, as well as home users of HBOT. Scott also shares his hot tips for staying present and grounded and the importance of decompressing to be even more present. So we hope you enjoy and get a lot out of this amazing podcast with Dr. Scott Sher. Hey Scott, how are you? Hello, Jody. How are you doing over there? <laughs> I'm good, thank you. I'm good, thank you. Welcome back a year later. We had you on the podcast one year ago, almost. Was to it this one day. year ago? Yeah. Wow. Crazy. Time eh? certainly flies when nobody's doing anything during <laughs> yeah. pandemics. Pandemics. But we caught up just before pandemics. <laughs> I know. I know. Wow. What a year. What a difference a year makes. But Absolutely. it's nice to see you. Yeah, it's nice too. to be with you back again. And yeah, yeah I'm excited to hear how things are going in Perth and, and to talk about all things that we do, including that tongue of yours. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I had to blue myself this morning, unfortunately. Lovely. Had to have, be in the sun so, with some blueing. So we'll get into that. But love it. what I want to say... A little bit too late for me. <laughs> yeah, here, yeah. So. yeah, you're in the nine o'clock zones and we're Indeed. still in the midday zones. So we're good. We're good. <laughs> so that was a very fast caffeine yeah. metabolizer, but... In a very, yes. very fast one. <laughs> yes, yes. I'm okay. I can sleep on caffeine, which is a good thing. But we'll get into that yeah. in a minute. Yes. Um, I just thought I'd start off by saying that um, your sense of humour, Scott, I do really, really love. And so thank you for bringing all that and your knowledge. Sure. It's just sure. incredible. And you make health and learning so much more interesting. So straight off yeah, that, I'm so excited you. to have you back on the show and talk today. You might be you like the only other person other than my wife who thinks I'm funny, but I'll, I'll take it. <laughs> Well, those who are reading some of those emails out there, I think they'll agree. I think they agree oh. that you have a good sense of humor. Yes, I, guilty as charged. I do write the emails for the transcription site. Yes. <laughs> had, to, had to sneak that I had a lot of fun Sorry. with them. Oh, they're, yeah. they're good. They're really good. Yeah, I had fun with like the 1980s references and 
like a lot of really interesting ones, like the more you know commercials back in the 1980s in the US, you know, all these celebrities come on and like do like some sort of like public service announcement. And it's like, the more you know. And, like, <laughs> was, uh, so I'm just showing my age with them, but hopefully I've taken some people along for a ride. Hey, you're not that old because I'm close behind you. So shush. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so back we do have another podcast like I said and those listeners that want to go and find out more information about all that they can go back and listen to that one as well Mm -hmm. I'm going to be following on today talking about a little bit more of what we talked about last time but diving Mm -hmm. a little bit deeper so first of all I wanted to get started on home hope so Mm -hmm. coming home and having hope (laughs) and the art of health optimization So let's go into that a little bit and where we're looking at going in the next sort of month, because there's going to be lots of um, Mm -hmm. dropping of new modules, as we call it. Uh, Mm -hmm. So give me a little bit of a rundown, um, because you're really good at that, because you can get information very clearly out there. (laughs) You're just setting me up for disaster, (laughs) saying that I'm funny and that I'm a wordsmith and and everything. But I'll do my best. Okay. So... This is a quick recap. Health optimization mm. medicine in practice was pioneered by our colleague, Dr. Mm-hmm. Ted Achacoso, who's one of the probably the most interesting men in the mm. world and probably more interesting than the, than the, uh, the Dos Equis guy, too, by the way, if you had those commercials <laughs> in Australia, we had them here. And so he's a brilliant guy. And he had a, a clinic in Manila that he that he's run I think now for over 10 years, where he developed this practice called health optimization medicine. And he did it because he was looking for a better way to optimize health rather than treat disease. And it's a framework that I'm very familiar with growing up the son of a chiropractor in New York. And so he really was at the point of sort of inflection back in like 2016, 2017, people were starting to reach out to him. They were interested in learning about health optimization medicine but he didn't have a framework in the sense of anything that anybody could use to uh, to utilize in their own practice. And so I met Dr. Ted back in 2017. And when he told me about the framework, I was pretty much sold right away because for me, the idea of optimizing health rather than treating disease specifically made so much sense. Foundational health principles, not focusing so much on the diseases and the conditions because you know, before you get those things or while you have those things, there's all these foundational things that you can look at and you can optimize. And then if you optimize at that level, then everything else gets better above that or below that or however you want to call it. And so it really resonated to me. And I remember getting really excited. I had all these conversations in 2017. I'm like, oh, this is amazing. And we got to get this going. And then it's been a process to make mm-hmm. it all work. And mm. it's, it's been a creation of seven modules for the basic certification. Mm-hmm. And the modules really focus on very kind of broad, but also on the same level specific uh, areas of expertise that very few people learn in medical school like I did. Mm-hmm. And, and the other piece of it is that I think Dr. Ted realized, and I realized very quickly that doctors are not the only types of practitioners that really could benefit from this kind of education and use it in their own practices. And so health optimization medicine became health optimization medicine and practice. Mm -hmm. So health optimization medicine for doctors and health optimization practice for Mm non-doctors. And we realized, I mean, I knew this from the beginning, doctors don't tend to be the most pliable of people. We tend to be pretty uh, pretty narrow-minded on some level. We only will use very specific types of data 
in very specific contexts in the randomized placebo-controlled trials, and even though those are bullshit many of the times and they get overturned in 10 years when something else comes out, mm-hmm. that's how conventional medicine works. And you know, I practice that way and I still do in the hospital part-time, so I understand that and I think it's very important. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, especially when you're looking at things that are happening over a longer period of time, like your foundational health. Mm -hmm. It's a different algorithm. It's a different framework as opposed to somebody comes into the hospital with a GI bleed or a COPD exacerbation or Mm -hmm. pneumonia. Then you use antibiotics, you use steroids, you use whatever, and you get them better. Mm -hmm. But if you have time, then not just looking at the condition side of things, but but the foundation of how these things arise is what health optimization medicine is all about. And so there are seven basic modules of health optimization medicine and practice, seven basic tenants or areas, whatever you want to call them. From an educational perspective, there's seven modules that you can get educated in. Mm -hmm. The first one is called metabolomics. And metabolomics is really the study of these various, what we call metabolites, or the things that are happening in your cell that allow you to make energy effectively, that allow you to make neurotransmitters effectively, that allow you to detoxify effectively. So like vitamins, minerals, nutrients, macronutrients, micronutrients, uh, antioxidant levels, heavy metals, et cetera. And so you can measure all that on the cellular level. And you also can measure things that are coming outside from your environment, things like toxins in, in the environment, like from your makeups, from the air, from uh, other things in the air, but lots of things in the air mm. are missing mm. like in the water, <laughs> other stuff, lots of things, plastics, mm. et cetera. And so you can measure all these things. And so that's what metabolomics is. And the second one, uh, the second module is epigenetics, which is the study of how the environment actually modulates our expression of various genes in our, on our DNA and expressing various things that are, that are, can be responsible for healing us and optimizing us or responsible for cancer and killing us. It just, our epigenetics are really the key to our uh, longevity is what it's coming down to. Mm-hmm. Our DNA is what it is. You can't change it, but you can change how those DNA, those, the DNA is being expressed and how the genes are being expressed in the DNA. Mm-hmm. And so that's epigenetics. And then we have the gut microbiome, the microbiota, which is fungus, virus, and bacteria, and how all that plays a role in health and how huge that role is. And that's a very, very amazing module and a very amazing framework that we use uh, because we use testing for all of this too. It's not just we're talking about things in like uh, hypotheticals. We're talking about getting blood, urine, and stool analysis and looking at data that are within these modules to help us optimize your health. And so the gut microbiota, we look at a lot of different things. We look at gut health from a microbiota perspective. We look at it metabolic health from the gut and all these other kinds of things that are responsible for your gut health, leaky gut everybody's heard of and bacterial overgrowth and small intestinal bacterial overgrowth and et cetera. Uh, the next module would be uh, there's chronobiology. Chronobiology mm-hmm. is the study of circadian rhythms. There's many different types of circadian rhythms. The most common, of course, is sleep, but there's also the infraradian rhythms, the things that are less than 24 hours and the what is the other one? The longer ones than 24 hours that like the, like the menstrual cycle, for example. Mm-hmm. Uh, we mostly focus on the circadian rhythms and, of sleep and the sleep-wake cycle and how important that is. One of the things that Dr. Ted says, I don't know if you've heard him say this, but your day doesn't start when you, when you wake up, it starts when you go to sleep. Yeah, and so you have your, I like to say it starts like two hours before you go to sleep yeah, because <laughs> you wanna have your, like your prep and your routine and things like that. And so that's chronobiology. We have evolutionary medicine, which is very interesting. Yeah. Evolutionary medicine is the study of how our genes evolved 
to uh, to work over time. Some genes are very and express various genes. Those genes get expressed for various reasons for for fitness and for function for procreating. Uh, something that might kill you very early might be great for having more babies kind of things. And so there's these trade-offs that we have and, and to understanding your ancestry and your, and your genetics related to, you know, where you, your ancestors lived. Are you like, as Dr. Ted again says, are you a tropical boy? Are you English, but English Anglo-Saxon, but somehow live where there's, where there's like sun almost 360 days of the year in Perth, Australia, <laughs> right? So you have to think about these kinds of things and how it reflects on your biology and, and your lifestyle and behaviors. Mm. Uh, we also have one specifically on the mitochondria or bio, bioenergetics. Mm. And that's a module that's specific for like light water magnetism and understanding how the inside of the mitochondria work. Uh, we also have one on exposomics, which is the study of toxins outside of our environment yeah. and how they affect us internally. Mm -hmm. And Am I missing one? I'm missing one. I think that was it, was it? Hang on. Is that it? Metabolomics. I wasn't counting. But no, but as I. Um, yeah. yeah, I think that was it. Okay, cool. Yeah. I got it. And so, but <laughs> to, like, to sum it all up, right, we mm -hmm. have this, like, a word that can describe all of this, and this is called the holobiont, H-O-L-O-B-I-O-N-T. And that's, like, this whole system that we are. We have this sort of aura of like bacteria, fungus, and virus around us at all times. We have heartbeats, right, that have electromagnetic that kind of come out from our bodies, right? That's how we can hear them. Mm -hmm. And then we have the environment around us, and then we have our internal system at the same time with, with that includes bacteria, fungus, and virus, along with our regular cells, mm -hmm. our normal cells, and then the mitochondria, which used to be a bacteria way back in the day that got co-opted, and then that's <laughs> how we can make energy. And mm -hmm. so all of that we kind of put in a nice little bow for our clients, although it sounds like a lot, and it is on some level, it's very manageable when you're just looking at a health perspective. Yeah. And you know, my clients that I see, because I have my own practice, as you know, Jody, like I always tell them, like, look, this is a lot of information when mm -hmm. you first get it. But when you really kind of boil it down, it's relatively straightforward. Yep. Um, not it actually always, makes it more understandable for them. They actually find it more understandable from that base perspective versus going from the top down, like you say, with the, the, the general medicine that they're looking at, okay, I'm targeting this, but how does that have a repercussion for this other side? Whereas this is looking at everything. So it's, it's sort of like that context. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. One of the questions I always like to ask when I lecture is how many people are taking supplements? Mm. And of course it depends on the audience, but if I'm at like a biohacking conference, it's 99.99%. <laughs> but if I'm at a regular conference, maybe it's about 60 to 70% of people. Mm -hmm. And I ask the next question, which is how many here have measured what they need or are taking supplements that reflect what they need? Mm -hmm. And maybe even in the biohacking community, maybe 10 to 15% of people are doing it. Yeah. The good thing is that there's more resources for people to be able to measure micronutrients and there's new testing that's coming out all the time that's more... Uh, consumer focused so that mm -hmm. you don't have to go through a doctor to get it, which is good. But on the whole, most people are not taking things that they need. They're just taking things that they hear that they need from exactly. podcasters and from other people in the health space that are selling various things. Mm -hmm. And that's totally cool on some level. But if you're not really measuring what you need, you can take too much. And too much antioxidants, for example, become pro-oxidant on some mm -hmm. level, and they can mm -hmm. cause inflammation or they can actually make it very difficult for you to actually mount an antioxidant response in your own body if you're taking too much. Mm -hmm. And if you're, you're taking too many 
something like a, the fat soluble vitamins, those actually can build up and, and get and be damaging as well. Mm. And so it's important. And those are the vitamins A, D, E, and K for people that care. But yeah. in, in, in a sense that it's important, I think, if you're going to be taking things to know why you're taking them, not just because you heard they were good for you kind of thing. Yeah. Now, yeah. of course, there's herbs and there's adaptogens and there's other compounds that don't have an exact data point in mm. your biology, but you can typically understand how they would work and interact with what kind of data points that you have. Like yeah. a good example are like immune adaptogens, for example. It's like, so like lion's mane, for example, or, mm. or reishi or chaga or some of the mushrooms. If you're using those for immune support, if you're using those for brain health, you can typically say that lion's mane, for example, is a great like one for neurogenesis, helping brain uh, neurons grow. Mm. But if you don't have a relatively good foundation, people don't do well with lion's mane actually. Really? And they can feel cognitively worse mm. or they can feel too edgy and, and stimulated and things like that. So it's, I think always important, no matter what I do, I always come back to this foundation, Jody, as I know you do as well, which is mm. what is your foundational health like? And then you can build your, your, fun on top of that or your other therapies for me as you know it's it's hyperbaric therapy and for others it's neurofeedback and for others it's massage and for others it's acupuncture and for others it's chiropractic and the list goes on and on And, and that's the beauty of this framework it doesn't it's not mutually exclusive to anybody or anything it can be somebody that has cancer and somebody that is an elite athlete and i have patients that are both or clients that are both and because there's there's a role for it to be played on on both levels on both on, on both levels or sides of that spectrum. Mm, absolutely, and it not only sort of wraps it up, but it, with those different practitioners, when you learn this way, um, you can then you know like you say, you add on those therapies on top. You you can add on what you already know or what you're already practicing on top of that, and that's that base mm-hmm. level, that's that foundational level, like you say. And then what I love also about all of this is that not only do we look at just those bases but we've actually got something to go from there so we look at some of those other deficiencies like the endocannabinoid deficiency and Mm. then with the transcription side of things there is extra parts that are coming through to help clients get through those initial three to Mm -hmm. six months of these treatments Mm -hmm. which takes that little bit longer it's that patience of that healing isn't it you know those 90 day red cells to change over and all Mm -hmm. these sorts of things that it takes time but therefore in the interim there is relief in some way Bottlenecks, we call them, on, on exactly. the path to optimizing your health. Yeah. And you're right. I mean, I often say it took you this many years to get to where you are. Mm-hmm. It's, I think it's difficult to expect that tomorrow you're going to feel better and as good as you want to feel. And so mm-hmm. I always emphasize to my clients that it's a process. It's a process to see these changes happen. Some people, some clients, it's, it can be very quick, almost immediate. Yeah. Others, it can take a much longer period of time, especially if there's a lot of gut related issues is what I've found. Yeah. And I think you've found the same over the years, Jody. It's, it's the gut. It just takes a while to shift that microbiota to, to optimize the, the commensals, which are the normal bacteria and maybe decrease the, the ones that are overgrown and, and things like that. It can just take some time. And so I'm always emphasizing to my clients that this is going to take time. You know, we don't repeat the testing usually until six months later. You know, sometimes with the testing, I'll repeat the GI testing 
at the three month mark, just to see if we're making some progress there, if we need to do some other rounds of like natural antimicrobials or something like that, because the gut, like I said, is, is more challenging. Mm. But I mean, I have, I mean, just to give you a couple of client stories recently, which have been really cool is that, again, I don't make any claims. I don't mm. have, I don't tell people that I'm going to make their, their PCOS better or that they're going to sleep better or that they're going to stop. <laughs> my friend from Atlanta, <laughs> my colleague, my client, I don't think he would mind me giving this. I'm not going to give his name, but he said that uh, he liked, he likened his bowel movements to shitting through a screen door. And he said it in a Southern accent as well, uh, because he's from, he's from North Carolina or South Carolina. Uh, and so he had a, he had a parasite and yep. we cleaned up his diet. We got rid of the parasite and you know, no more shitting through screen doors for him. So, <laughs> good, so that's good. It's all yeah, poo in I, my clinic. I, I'm not shy. I always tell everyone coming through the door. I'm like, we're going to be talking about poo today. I hope that's okay. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. One of my favorite things that, that you can sometimes say on podcasts or like when you're talking to people is when you say do do at the same time. And I just said, Oh, I just said do do again. <laughs> Yeah, that's a great one. Uh, but yeah, we talk, we talk shit all the time and, Absolutely. and, and it's important because people are afraid of their crap because they mm. want to look at it. They want yeah. to smell it. They want to, you know, that's yeah. And they're like, no, you're going to collect it in a, Absolutely. In a French you're fry gonna container and you're going to scoop it up and you're going to put gonna it mix in, it in. And, Oh yeah. <laughs> it's lovely. So, and in some countries you can get nurses and other people to do that. But you know, in the U S I think in it's Australia, you force you to do it yourself. Exactly. Yeah. 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 So, and, and I had a recent <laughs> client also whose uh, menstrual cycle was regular for the first time since she was a teenager. Incredible. And so these are great. And like, these mm. are not things that I come out and say is going to happen. I say, we're going to optimize your health and mm. look at these nutritional deficiencies and toxicities. Yep. Um, but like you said, for many people, and it's still been in my experience that they need some help along the way. Mm. And that's when some of these cool biohacking technologies are available. That's when some of these uh, additional supplements are available too. Mm. And some of the modules that were our advanced modules as well in health optimization medicine and practice, one that you've specifically written, uh, Dr. Jody over there with the <laughs> endocannabinoid system yeah. and also peptides are things that we use on that path to optimizing your health, really. Mm. The endocannabinoid system is a very important system for baseline pain uh, and sort of, and mood as well. And so, and you can talk much more about it than I can from your, from your module, but we use the endocannabinoid system specifically in our for-profit company, which is called Transcriptions. And so, as you were alluding to, we have a for-profit arm of our nonprofit. Health mm -hmm. Optimization Medicine and Practice is a nonprofit here in the U.S. and soon to be in Australia as mm -hmm. well, right? Yeah, yes, yeah, absolutely. Not far away. Yeah, CEO Jody over here too. Dr. Jody, <laughs> CEO Jody, Herbalist Jody, Compounder Jody, <laughs> Mom Jody, so Handstand many. Jody. You have so many things that you. Oh yeah, I do love a handstand. Yeah, it's uh, awesome. Yeah, it's amazing. Um, I'm always impressed with what you're doing too, by the way. So oh, um, I yeah. don't know quite how I do it all or yeah, vice versa just, for you. It's just, we tend to just do it, don't we? Exactly. We just do it. And that's hmm. how it goes. I mean, I have four of those things that are yeah. called children at my house I, and we have, yeah, crazy. But we, I just do it, you know, it just, yeah. it just happens, right? You just have kids and all of a sudden you have to take care of them. Yeah, you look after <laughs> so, them. <laughs> um, but yeah, so, I mean, we have, this transcriptions brand and mm -hmm. the idea really was how can we really focus on some of those bottlenecks so the first couple products that we've developed are specifically for brain function and they're called nootropics and nootropics are really 
compounds. They don't have to be compounds. They actually can be things in your life that improve brain function as well. It's a pretty broad definition actually of what nootropics are. Mm -hmm. And what we've done lately is try to define it a little bit better for people. Mm -hmm. There are certain nootropics that are that support your system we call health optimization nootropics these are dr ted's categories Mm -hmm. and then we have the other category which are called performance optimization nootropics Mm -hmm. so you can think of like health optimization nootropics are ones that support the system Mm -hmm. and a very common one that's a non-supplement is sunlight Mm -hmm. sunlight can be a nootropic it helps with vitamin d metabolism uh, and meditation could be a nootropic because it's helping with brain function but on the supplement side of things, something like L-tyrosine that helps with neurotransmitter support mm-hmm. could be a health optimization nootropic. Mm-hmm. And one of the compounds in our, our nootropic products at Transcriptions, methylene blue, also fits into this category because it supports the system by creating the ability to make energy more efficiently at the cellular level. Most of us know that we need oxygen to do that because oxygen helps with the electron transport chain, which is in the mitochondria that creates this, uh, this, uh, this gradient, mm-hmm. basically this charged gradient, mm-hmm. this battery that allows us to make energy at our, in our cells. And so methylene blue basically makes that process work better. It mm-hmm. works just like oxygen and it actually changes the conformation of oxygen on the red blood cell on the hemoglobin molecule that oxygen is carried on to actually dump out of tissue better than it would have otherwise. And so methylene blue is supporting the system by creating the support uh, in this capacity. It also has the ability to, uh, it also has a mild antidepressant capability because it increases neurotransmitters that are related to the monoamine oxidases, which is like serotonin, Mm -hmm. dopamine, and norepinephrine. Mm -hmm. And it also has antifungal, antiviral, and antibacterial qualities. Uh, Mm -hmm. Methylene blue has been around since like the 1890s, and it was actually, because of the coloring, it was actually the first coloring used for blue jeans, for making (laughs) jeans, Mm -hmm. the color blue. And so, but it was also realized early on that it was something that could be used for malaria. Excuse me, and so, it was used for malaria before there were any other drugs and it was used as an antibacterial, especially for urinary tract infections because it concentrates in the urine and makes your urine blue. And as we know, if you combine that with some B vitamins, it can be like a neon green kind of thing. (laughs) Very cool. (laughs) So depending on how good your B vitamins are, but that's another story. But, uh, But long story short, methylene blue is a health optimization nootropic. The other category, the performance optimization nootropics, are ones that stimulate the system mostly. So we're thinking of things like modafinil, for example, or nicotine, or Adderall, or um, something. Those are the main ones I could think of off the top of my mm, head. But mm. so with those, you're having a or caffeine actually is another yeah. another performance optimization nootropic, and so these are things that stimulate the system to work harder. And if the system has to work harder, it has to harness its capability to do that. If it doesn't have the capability to do that well, the system will not do well, at least over the long term, if not the short term as well. And Mm -hmm. so you have 
what we call an overclocking of the system. And so that's when people are taking, drinking too much caffeine. Uh, they can get this overclocking of their system and it causes hormone problems and everything else, as you know, Jody. And so mm. nicotine is a very interesting one. Nicotine is a cognitive enhancer. Of course, it is in cigarettes and vaping products and is known to be a very addicting, but it's really only addicting if it's smoked or vaped. Mm -hmm. And nicotine itself is being studied in Alzheimer's patients and other cognitive impairments as a way to improve memory function. Mm -hmm. And so it's a fantastic compound, but it does stimulate the system. And so when you're using it, you have to be aware of that. And so that's why it's really important that anybody that's using uh, our products, we're always looking at that foundation first. And and alluding to my product, the other product would be something we have called blue canatine. Mm -hmm. Blue canatine is what we call a, a blue tropic stack. And a blue tropic <laughs> is a combination of a health optimization nootropic and a performance optimization nootropic. And so the exemplar of this is actually methylene blue because it actually fits into both categories. It actually fits into the health optimization and the performance optimization. But we also have a stack with caffeine and nicotine in it as well. And of course, not to be left out and last, certainly not least, is the CBD or the mm. cannabidiol that's in it. Because CBD, as we know, is an anti-inflammatory. It's neuroprotective. It affects those endocannabinoid receptors. Mm -hmm. And it has the effect of basically decreasing the system's tone a little bit in the sense of relaxing the system. So it's an anxiolytic. It decreases like anxiety, for example. And mm -hmm. so we use it as a way to kind of round out the formula of blue canatine. Mm -hmm. So we have the blue canatine, which is, the blue, is what we call the blue tropic stack. And then we have our pure methylene blue trochee, which is called just blue. Mm -hmm. And that's, it comes in this formula called the trochee. And the trochee is a, it's like a little square that you put in your mouth that makes your tongue blue because it has methylene blue. You put it up in the side of your mouth here or here, and you let it dissolve over about 15 minutes or so. And as it dissolves, the, the ingredients slowly dissolve into your system. The nice thing about being mouth or buccal absorption is that your vascular system is close to your brain. And so you get that, that sort of that brain feel pretty quickly mm -hmm. with both the just blue and the blue canatine. Now blue canatine, because it has nicotine and CB, nicotine and caffeine in it, it's going to give you more of like a launching kind of feel like all of a sudden, not all of a sudden over about 15 minutes or so, you're going to get this like ramp of like, then, whoa, you're good. Yeah. Like you're not good. sort of like tunnel, but you're yeah. more like this, I would say. Yeah. It's like, it's expansive, but like manageably expansive, mm -hmm. if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. As opposed to like what I've heard, I haven't had it before, but like things like Adderall that make you like hyper-focused and you're like, yeah. you can't move. And the nice thing also is that a lot of these, like nicotine, for example, can make people feel edgy, but having that slow ramp up is very helpful. And mm -hmm. it gives people less of that feel of the nicotine edge oh. that sometimes can happen. It's also very low dose. It's got only one milligram of nicotine. I think a cigarette has like 20 milligrams to 24, no, sorry, 12 to 24 milligrams of nicotine in it typically. Yeah. And the caffeine is a quarter of a cup of coffee, 50 milligrams. The CBD is five milligrams and the methylene blue is five milligrams. Mm. And also you don't even need the blue, whole, whole one. You can still go, yeah. I still go quarter. I'm a quarter person need, too. Yeah. Don't even need a half or a full. Yeah. So a lot of people that don't drink a lot of caffeine mm. can 
get away with a quarter. If you're mm. a big caffeine person, if you're nicotine spraying every hour, then you're going to need more. Kind of mm. thing. And mm. so it depends. But typically, the average dose for most people is a, a half of a trochee. Mm -hmm. And Just Blue is 16 milligrams of pure pharmaceutical grade methylene blue. And that's another big ethos of our company, Jody, as you know, which is everything's pharmaceutical grade if we can get it. Mm -hmm. Everything is precision dosed. Everything comes with a certificate of analysis. Mm -hmm. We do everything in a, in a good manufacturing practice facility, a GMP facility. Mm -hmm. And so like you and I, we're both clinicians. We don't want to be involved in companies or processes that are not that way because we're using these things with our clients. Absolutely. I'm testing methylene blue with my hyperbaric clients, for example, and I don't yep. want to give them something that's not this kind of grade of product. Mm. And so we were very emphatic from the beginning. It took us a long time to launch, as you remember, because mm -hmm. we were looking for sources of these things that we could trust and, and work on ourselves, and work on with not only take ourselves as you were taking, but also with our clients Absolutely. and feel comfortable doing that. So yeah, yeah. in the end, a, we're clinicians. A no crap policy. <laughs> I yes. have a no crap policy coming through my clinic. I'm like, if it's crap, it's not coming in. Except if we're talking about shit, because shit <laughs> well, is yeah, okay. Shit's okay, but crap products? But not crap. Another thing. Not crap. That's another thing. <laughs> <laughs> yes, but 100% on the same page. And so the company is creating some new products this year, which we can talk about soon, but not quite yet. Soon, but the soon. Yeah, but the idea is, again, approaching some of these bottlenecks and seeing how we can optimize the system foundationally using health optimization medicine and practice. Mm -hmm. But we all have things that we need to deal with today. And we hope that we can help you in that process, but always with the framework of foundational health first, or at least concurrently, or mm -hmm. else you're eventually going to get in trouble. Mm -hmm. Just like if you're going to buy that next biohacking technology you saw on Instagram, but you're like not working on that foundational stuff, you can get away with it when you're 20, 25, okay. maybe yeah. 30, maybe 35. But after that, I mean, I hate to break it to people, but like after 35, it's harder. You know, you have to be thinking about how much sleep you get, what you eat for dinner, what time you eat. You know? Absolutely. I got away with so much more before I was 35, I have to say. <laughs> um, so with this, you know, everyone's blowing themselves all over the world except for Australia, but soon to come, let's hope. Um, yeah, we're trying. We think yeah. methylene blue. Yeah, specifically and our CBD, just blue turkeys. Like we were saying offline, off off recording, it's been now launched through pharmacy, so we can yes, also get that. Yeah. Yes. Big so deal. I will be letting everyone know about that because I'll be going to try and source some myself soon. And then we also have medical cannabis as well, too, right? Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. And that's so becoming, I think, based. a lot larger. Yeah. Mm. It's yeah. just the knowledge that needs to be out there, and that's why creating something like the cannabis module will create. Yes. Doctors with more information, therefore be safe and feel better prescribing those. Right, which is fantastic. So the mm. module will be something that hopefully clinicians in Australia can use because they can prescribe cannabis. And Absolutely. it's going to be something that, yeah, you're going to bring to the medical community. It's mm. pretty awesome, Jody. <laughs> I mean, of course, we can bring all modules to them and what we're Absolutely. doing. But what's, what's nice about our educational company is that you can take any of the modules that you want. You don't mm. have to take all of them. We have our basic certification course, which is the seven foundational modules. Mm -hmm. um, but if you just wanted to take metabolomics, you can just get certified in metabolomics, which is like the biggest and the meatiest of our modules by Absolutely. far, really. Yeah. And so we do have some of our practitioners that are just taking that and just getting certified in that. 
and I'm absolutely sure that we're going to have some people that just take our peptide modules, some people that just take our cannabis and clinical medicine modules and others. And mm -hmm. that's totally cool. Yeah. The education is for everybody. And we have various ways that you can access this. You can access this as a practitioner, as a doctor, but even if you wanted to take the material and just audit the course and not get it for credit, because we do have continuing medical education credits for all of our, uh, all of our modules are pending for a couple here, but coming soon. So as a physician, that's great. You can get your CMEs. Mm. And I would imagine in Australia, the CMEs that come from the U.S. would be equivalent or be used exactly the same. Yeah. in Australia and other places. I know that's the case in the Philippines. And yeah. so, yeah, and so we have opportunities for, for kind of everybody on the spectrum that's looking to learn the material. But then we have the level of certification of practice in metabolomics, in health optimization medicine, the basic course, and then the advanced modules too. So there's lots of options. Mm -hmm. And I'm really excited because this year we're launching the course, which is really exciting. We're, we've, it's been about three years in the making, four years, four years, 2017, right? So, uh, so about four wow. years in the making. So, and we've all donated our time to make this happen because we believe mm -hmm. in it. Absolutely. And I have my own clinical practice that is a for-profit company, of course, as you do in your own mm -hmm. clinical practice. But mm -hmm. really the way that Dr. Ted sold me on this was he said something to me it was very simple. So he has this way of saying things that are very simple, but very profound, as we know. Yeah. And he said, you know, Scott, if we could just move the needle on health just a little bit, think about how many people we could help. And it's a big thing to think about, but if you can just move the needle like 1%, mm -hmm. that is a huge number of people, Absolutely. huge number of people. And so we're not sort of any, under any auspices that we're going to be changing the world billions of people at a time. If we can just change some significant nodes in the system, then a lot of things can happen. And so, you know, we're looking at universities and partnering with, with them. We're looking at, uh, I work and Dr. Ted and others in our, that have already been certified are working with people that are on the higher end of the spectrum that knowing that these are these nodes in the system that can help bring this knowledge and bring word. this benefit to others mm -hmm. as well. So, our goals are many fold, but really in the end, it's about optimizing health and, and not focusing on conditions and disease and, and understanding that when you focus on foundational principles, the other stuff gets easier. If it doesn't get better entirely, it gets easier. And absolutely. Who doesn't like easier? <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. I don't know. <laughs> it's just, it's quality of life will go up no matter what. I like easy, although I like to do hard things too. I mean, we all of us <laughs> like to be challenged, but yeah. when it comes to our health, I don't think that's one of those things that we like to be challenged by. So. Not, not constantly. Improving is good, but not always yes. being in the challenge state. No way. Yeah, that's a really good, that's a good designation or distinction there. I mean, yeah. there's always, what's really interesting is that I, I'm sure you talk to people all the time and they say, I didn't think I could feel this good. Absolutely. I didn't know it was possible. Yeah. And, and I often say, there's probably more to go. Yeah. Probably more that you can actually do. Yeah. But also at the same time, not trying to attain it per se, because the goal of attaining it can also be stressful and mm -hmm. future oriented and like all this stuff that people get a lot of suffering because of. Mm -hmm. It's more that enjoy how you feel now. And then knowing that life is a process and that's all we have. And so staying in the present moment and enjoying it. And that's been a really big shift for my clients too, is that I, 
I try not to let them get too wrapped up in the future. Even if they're feeling 100% better, I'm like, okay, great. Well, how are you feeling today? What are you doing now? And and like, oh, can I feel even better? Like, what can I do? And like, was it more? And <laughs> being addicted go, to the feeling of good health, right? Being addicted to health is cool. Yeah. However, trying yeah. to stay in that present moment is really important. And Absolutely. but that's when we build on these foundational tools, Jody. Mm. We build on. Uh, so I call them foundational tools for me, but like you build on tools that are on top of the health optimization medicine and practice foundation for yeah. me, that big one is, is hyperbaric oxygen therapy. Yeah. As Which I know. want to talk to you about because you're, you know, the man to talk to about that. <laughs> I, I, I know about hyperbaric therapy. A little bit. I've been doing it. <laughs> a little bit. Come on. Yeah. I've been doing it for 10 years now. I was thinking wow. about it. I actually first got, well, I first got my, training my first training like a, like a weekend online course was back in 2007 and i've been working with patients significantly since 2013 so mm-hmm. i've been this is about eight years or so in the process and, wow. and so it's, it's it's a fantastic field that's been growing and but what i realized oh about four or five years ago is that i was referring people to functional medicine doctors a lot and i wasn't mm-hmm really, I think, providing a service that I knew I could. Mm-hmm. And I, I thought about functional medicine. I thought about doing it and getting certified. And it just felt so unwieldy to me. So, so many modules and so much stuff. And, like, and there wasn't a lot of ground to it. I felt like it was like finding the root cause of things and going down these rabbit holes. And I was like, it just something didn't feel right until I met Dr. Ted. And I realized that there was a another way to approach it, which was more mm. foundational. And so that became and still is the foundation of my hyperbaric practice. Mm-hmm. And so some people come to see me just for health optimization medicine. Some people come to see me just for hyperbaric therapy. But when they do that, most of my conversation <laughs> with them, yeah, they get 80% everything else and then 20% hyperbaric therapy. Mm-hmm. Because I'm like, that's the easy part. Hyperbaric therapy is easy. You just get just into a chamber and you sit there. Yeah. And the other 80% is the is the more challenging part, which is dietary lifestyle behavior kinds of things. And so you have somebody that will come to me that has cancer, for example, I'm not the first person they need to see. I'm not the first person. You typically, I I recommend integrative oncologists first Mm -hmm. to create an ideal plan for them that includes other things other than just chemotherapy and radiation or whatever. Mm -hmm. And then considering health optimization medicine in these clients as well, depending on the indication. And so I have people that come in that have migraines or that have chronic pain. These patients need a real foundational approach first if they're going to get better over the long term. Mm -hmm. Chronic infections is a common one too, like Lyme disease, for example. I see a Mm -hmm. lot of Lyme patients and these patients do very well if they're already getting better because they've approached the Lyme from an integrative way. Mm-hmm. If they just come in and just get hyperbaric therapy, they are not going to get better over the long term, in my yeah. experience. Yeah. And so in any respect, what I like to, I delineate it in this, in this capacity. Mm-hmm. If you have like an acute condition, something that just happened, an acute injury, acute inflammation, hypoxia, something, then you don't wait to do all that foundational stuff. You just get them in the chamber and you use my educational throwing shit at the wall strategy, right? Which is you, <laughs> you, do you, you do what you kind of understand that most people are going to need and you focus some of that on whatever the indication is. So if it's a brain injury, for example, it's things like fish oil and NAC and, and even probiotics and vitamin D and some sort of complex B vitamin and things like that. So that's mm-hmm. 
I, I throw all those things on them along with getting them in the chamber, for mm -hmm. example. Mm -hmm. And if it's other conditions, we use other things, depending on what they might be, is that educational shit, throw out the shit at the wall kind of strategy. Mm -hmm. But if they come in with long-term goals, like, or if they have a chronic condition, so if they have a brain injury that's been going on for a long period of time, if they've had a stroke, if they have, if they're an elite athlete and they just want endurance potential or cognitive optimization or better erectile function, mm -hmm. because we have studies that show hyperbaric therapy can do all those things, mm -hmm. then those are longer protocols in the chamber. And at the same time, do really require, really require a foundational assessment Mm -hmm. in my opinion, because if you're going to spend all the money and all the time to get into a hyperbaric chamber for 20, 40, 60 treatments, which is done Monday through Friday, weekends off, you are spending a lot of money potentially, mm -hmm. and you're spending mm -hmm. a lot of time. And so wouldn't you want to optimize that time? Wouldn't you want to make sure that you were getting the most out of it that you could? And so when I frame it like that, most of my clients or the people I'm speaking to will come to my point of view. Not everybody, and that's mm. okay, but most people will. And then we talk about what kind of chamber would be more optimal for them. These are different mm -hmm. types of chambers available. Mm -hmm. They're like the mild chambers that are out there that are more neurocognitive optimization, muscle health optimization, jet lag, muscle recovery, uh, mild injuries. Uh, they can be used for immune system function. They can be used for sleep and, and energy and, and those kinds of things. Mm -hmm. And also some of the neurocognitive conditions like some of the dementias and the autistic spectrum. There's some pretty good studies and anoxic brain injury, even cerebral palsy. There's some interesting studies for those particular pressures. Mm. The deeper pressures in the medical grade chambers are where most of the medical indications for hyperbaric therapy mostly lie. But there is some crossover. It depends on mm -hmm. what else you're doing to kind of optimize your, your protocols and things. Mm -hmm. uh, but in, in essence, in the US, all of our medical indications are two atmospheres or below, which, mm -hmm. or deeper, which means a medical grade chamber. Okay. Yeah. It's, um, I like to put it, I just summarize in there. I think I like to put it to people that those, you know, like hyperbaric, but you need those, you need to build the base first. So you need to, the, the base nutrients, the base um, processes to then make those, whatever you choose on top of that work more, you know, work better. Right. In saying that, you know, you've got the HBOT Plus, which is now in Australia, your company. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. So what are the main atmospheric depths that you're looking at for those? So HBOT Plus is a company that I co-founded with a, a couple friends, an yep. engineer specifically who has been great at really taking my crazy ideas <laughs> and, and making them a reality. Mm -hmm. As I mentioned, I've been in hyperbaric therapy in the practice of it for several years. And so I've realized over that time that there's a lot more that we can do to really help people. I mean, one of the things that happens a lot of, a lot more now, especially because there's much more knowledge about the chambers, that people are getting chambers and they have no clue how to use them. Mm. And the, the people that they're getting sold the chambers by, unfortunately, aren't giving them enough information or not giving them the correct information. And so one of the reasons I do the podcast that I do and, and speak about it is so that I can get this information out there to people. Yeah. But I also know that there's a lot more that we can do inside the hyperbaric community for people that are already inside the community and people that are coming in to educate them. So we're mm -hmm. creating educational software using a phone application that's sure. going to have my mug on there talking mm -hmm. about 
hyperbaric therapy and protocols and education and, mm-hmm. and, and things like that. And talking about mostly on the wellness side of things. So okay. wellness protocols and optimization protocols. And I'm really excited because it's something that I've been working on in my brain or with clients for years and now kind of codifying in, in certain ways. Of course, okay. a lot, all of it needs to be tested and we're, we're working on that. And, and I'm excited for that phone application to come out soon and, and be an educational tool for even people that don't have chambers that want to learn about hyperbaric therapy. I'm hoping that it, it can be something that will be beneficial in that capacity as well. Yeah. But so when it comes still, there's, there's so much unsaid about hyperbaric. Yeah. And I mentioned it to yeah. almost all of my clients that it's something that a consideration for optimization at some point or even now. And they well, what, what's that? I always get, what's that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, oh boy, yeah. Scott, yeah. we need to do some work. <laughs> I know, I know. And it's so simple, the technology. It's just mm. a combination of increased atmospheric pressure simulating the pressure you would feel under a certain amount of seawater, plus increasing the amount of oxygen that you're breathing, Mm -hmm. knowing that at sea level, we're breathing 21% oxygen. And in the chamber, we can increase that up to 100% if we'd like. And then the oxygen is getting diffused into the liquid of our bloodstream. So red blood cells typically carry it, carry oxygen, but also can be carried in the plasma under pressure. And Mm -hmm. so we can supersaturate the body with oxygen. And then oxygen has these amazing capabilities. I mean, the most Obviously, the most important one is making energy at mm-hmm. a cellular level, like we were discussing before with methylene blue and how that works like oxygen or enhances the way oxygen can work. Mm-hmm. And so once people understand that it's really just oxygen as a super nutrient, let's call it, mm-hmm. it's the most important one that we have really, maybe sunlight and oxygen. I mean, depending on what your beliefs are, but but oxygen is really, if we, without oxygen, we don't live for very long. Mm-hmm. And so what we're doing in the chamber is utilizing oxygen to create this stimulus for, for making you heal better, uh, revitalize better, optimize better. And HBOT Plus was developed to make hyperbaric therapy better, faster, and safer. Mm-hmm. And so the technology that we're developing and the chambers that we're retrofitting with our technology as it comes out will be the most advanced chambers on the market by far. Because not only will they have this educational tool, they're also going to have these things that we've actually worked on and patented. We have provisional patents on ways of sensing your pressure, ways of sensing your your time and your oxygenation and doing all these other cool things. And then we have some new technology that's going to be utilized inside the chambers to make the protocols uh, more effective, Mm -hmm. at least that's what we're testing right now. Yeah. So that no matter what pressure you're using at that particular pressure, the, the protocols would potentially be more effective. Amazing. And so we, we're already getting a number of chambers out in Australia, mm-hmm. actually, as, uh, and there's a couple of clinics that have them. There's one on the, on the East coast of Australia, the, uh, what's it called? Evolve, I think. Evolve, yeah. Yeah. With, with Pete Evans and mm-hmm. his clinic. And then we have some others that are coming online. And so uh, in the U.S. as well, we have chambers that are with some athletes, and then we're working on some protocols and some development here. And so we're growing, and mm. it's we're very early, and we're bootstrapped. And but the good thing about hyperbaric therapy is there's just not that many people out there that can speak about it edu- in a really educated way. And so That's right. I tend to have a leg up on my competition because I'm actually doing this rather than just trying to sell a chamber to you. Yeah. Because unfortunately, that's what a lot. 
I, it's, I see that a lot now is that yeah. people are just getting sealed chambers. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah. all in the protocols as well. That's why I was so excited in the fact that you know about all the protocols. It's because when you're a clinician, you need to know how to use something to get the best benefit for each and individual case that you're doing. Right. And you don't, you don't know that information as a clinician and you know that. So developing these protocols and the phone application and all these yeah. other things will help the clinicians know exactly what to do and then get the best out of it, which is, that's exciting. That's super yeah. exciting for me. For sure. Oh yeah. And, and for me too. And one mm. of the things I love to do, and I, if I could do this full time, I likely would is just work with clinicians and how to integrate hyperbaric therapy into their practice. Mm-hmm. And I've worked with clinics across uh, one in U- the UK. I work with several in the U S that are medical cl- practitioners. And I also have consulted on non-medical facilities like the upgraded labs in LA, which was going to have hyperbaric therapy at, at its first in Exception, actually, when I was at Dave Asprey's house in 2015, and he was sketching it out on his whiteboard <laughs> while I was up there. And then I also consulted on a, a place in LA called Remedy Place, mm-hmm. and that's a mm-hmm. recovery center in LA. And so I love working with clinicians and with facilities that are looking to integrate hyperbaric therapy into their mix of technologies and practices, because it's this ultimate synergizer, really. It's just mm-hmm. giving the body what it really would like more of, which is oxygen, but mm. doing it in a prescribed way that allows you to really optimize whatever else you're doing in the clinic. And so, as I always say, like, what are you doing before? What are you doing during? And what are you doing after hyperbaric therapy? Yeah. And the cool thing about the mild units is that you can bring stuff in there. So we have people doing neurofeedback in there. We have mm-hmm. people that are doing electrostim in there. We have people that are doing red lights in there. And we have mm-hmm. people that are doing even like rolling on a foam roller or something to open up a certain area of their, of the body that's tough or tight or whatever. And what about so, PEMF? Can you bring those in? You can. Yeah. The yeah. small, the small portable units you can do as well. Yeah. 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 Very cool. Yeah. I think it just yeah. completes the whole network of health optimization, even methylene blue in the way that it optimizes oxygen. And then yes. you've got the, the hyperbaric. It's just a perfect synergy. I love it. It's so cool. for me, it, for me, it works. It's mm. easy for me to, to talk about them as my, Trilogy, I guess. Yeah, it's trilogy. Like, and yeah. It's really the the three things that I I do is mm. is work on that foundation with health optimization, medicine, and practice. Yeah. Create ways that people can work through those bottlenecks mm-hmm. uh, on their path, and then using hyperbaric therapy as my ultra ultimate synergizer accelerator. Yeah. And it's fantastic to see how this combination works. Mm. And in the US, it's a prescribed thing, hyperbaric oxygen therapy. Mm-hmm. And so it's important that people know that if you're thinking about getting into a hyperbaric chamber, really, I would highly recommend trying to understand more about what you're using it for and protocols that might be helpful for you. Yeah. I personally do worldwide consultation, education, and advocacy on hyperbaric therapy. And I actually coordinate with local clinics around the world to help them as well and educate them on the newest protocols. And I work with people outside of the hyperbaric community all the time, like integrative oncologists all the time. Mm-hmm. Dr. Nisha Winters is a good friend and she and I are mm-hmm. always talking about how you can optimize cancer protocols using hyperbaric therapy as a synergizer, for example. And, mm-hmm. and so I try to be, I'm not always, but I try to be on the cutting edge of what's happening in, in the hyperbaric field and how would it integrate with, with other, very, other conditions out there, yeah, mm-hmm. whether it be uh, people that don't have conditions as well, like elite athletes and, uh, and others in that capacity, or it could be people with chronic fatigue syndrome and fibromyalgia and chronic concussion symptoms and everything along the way. Yeah, of course. Yeah. So, yeah. 
before, before I let before I let you go, Scott, I wanted to quickly touch on the hot topic of HBOT and anti-aging because I know some people would really want to hear about all that because it's. I thought been... you asked me about COVID first. <laughs> no, 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 no. We'll leave that one. We'll leave that one for today. We've had enough about all of that. We know that a hyperbaric protocol can improve angiogenesis or increased blood vascularization. Yeah. And when you have increased blood vascularization, you are going to create the ability to deliver more nutrients to tissue that may be degenerating over time. And we know most people's brains, hearts, vasculature in general start degenerating over time, especially after the age of 50 or so. Mm -hmm. You can see this on MRI scans and things like that. So these guys were able to show you can have improved blood flow in those areas. And so brain function coming back online, endurance, VO2 max improving, for example, for, in, for an endurance marker, and, excuse me, erectile function improving as well. And so that's how they get all the Israeli guys to sign up for the protocols in Israel, <laughs> is that they tell them that their erections will be better. Um, I love to like Wedding flash a screen, I, because I, they did an MRI of the penis, which yeah. is great. And yeah. so I love to flash the MRI of the penis for people to see on my lectures, and people have no idea what it is until I explain it because it's just, you know, like it's like a long, you know, you can't really see, but it's, but so anyway, they came out with those studies. And then recently uh, about maybe a month or two now, they came out with a study on senescent cells and telomere length. Okay. And this is in healthy aging Israelis that are 65 years of age. They looked and they saw that after a protocol of hyperbaric therapy, which they use 60, six zero hyperbaric sessions over three months at two wow. atmospheres of pressure, which wow. is in a medical grade unit, they saw telomere length increasing by 20% and senescent cell populations going down by about 30%. Mm -hmm. What was more interesting to me was on the senescent side of things because senescent cells are these cells that, that, that build up and accumulate over time in our system that are responsible or correlated with aging and cancer and inflammation. And they're just like non-dividable cells. They just kind of sit around and don't do much. And so whether hyperbaric therapy created the ability to for these cells to just kill themselves and just be gone, which is which would be fine, or regenerate is not clear. But less of those cells is better, is what it comes down to. Is okay. those have a high risk of turning into cancer cells, for example. So mm. got a lot of press recently yeah, and yeah. very exciting. And they didn't change anybody's lifestyle, they didn't change anybody's diet, they didn't do anything except put it in the chamber. So they're you know, the Israelis were still going to their hummus shops and you know their fried falafels and everything else. And Still, you saw this. So the question I get a lot of is, well, how long does it last? Is this like a permanent thing? And, and the Israelis don't know. I don't know. But I, what I do know in my heart is that if you're doing these other things as well, if you're working on your foundation, if you're doing the, the foundational, whether it be health optimization medicine or another kind of foundational practice, lifestyle, diet, sleep, water, you know, et cetera, those kinds of things, then you are going to have a lot more optimal improvements very likely. And then those improvements will likely be more long lasting yeah. as well. So, yeah. yeah. So that's, that's what the, the anti-aging. Mm, so cool. Blue, so good to get a good press, you know, and then people are now going to know more about it and then using it for other purposes as well, which is fantastic, yeah. which is so cool. Yes, so exactly. cool. Yeah. All right, now you have to go in a second. So one, one last thing is last time we talked, there was some habits that we talked about. We talked about meditation, what gets mm. you through your day, how it changed your life. Since then, COVID's hit, the world's turned upside down. So give one part, parting thing that you have to have in your life every day still that gets you through, 
that keeps you mm. on top. So I already talked about meditation, huh? That's, 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 <laughs> it can uh, be that again. It can be that I've, again. I've, I've, simp- I've significantly doubled down on that on some okay. level yep. in the sense that I'm home a lot more. Mm. And so my kids are running around and it's very important that I don't have as much time for myself as I did before because I was out of my offices and, yep. and doing things outside the house. So it's still very important for me to maintain that time mm-hmm. and have that ability to just decompress and go internal instead of being external. I mean, I don't know if I mentioned this our last podcast, but I still, my favorite toy outside of a hyperbaric chamber is my infrared sauna. Mm-hmm. And so that's really the, the best way for me to decompress is, yeah. is the infrared sauna in the evenings. And sometimes I meditate in there, sometimes I read. Meditating and reading usually put me to sleep. And so sometimes I'll watch something <laughs> on Netflix even, whatever it might be. It's just a way for me to, to decompress. And so- yeah. Uh, I've had a lot of focus this year on uh, just overall like physiologic health in the sense of body health and, Mm. and, and things like that as well. And working on muscle groups and, and we have some good friends like Dr. Ed in England, who've given me some pointers over the year, over the year as well. And, and it's been fun to kind of be able (laughs) to do some of that. Yeah. Yeah, We have a Peloton at my house now, so I get to use that. And, and so the home, the home gym is, is small, but you know, we have a couple of things. So I, I think what we, the best way I would describe it, this year been, has been a fantastic year to just really take a step back and see what truly is important. Most people think they need to be, and I'm one of these people a lot of times, I need to go here, I need to do this, I need to be there. And like, what am I doing next? And forgetting about staying in the present moment. But like, there's nothing else right now. All you really have, like, like at least in the US, there's nowhere for me to go. There's nowhere for me to, to, to do, really. I mean, it's like, you're at the house, you can do a couple things here and there, but you know, the kids aren't going to school, the kids are home, and they're not going to camp in the summer. They're not we're not traveling anywhere. We're not going to the mountains for vacations and going skiing. And uh, although we don't do much of that, we do some. And so what's important? A lot of people in our worlds, Jody, as you know, have really realized that they don't need to be on planes as much as they've been on planes. Absolutely. And they're a lot happier. Mm. They're actually talking to their spouse. Yeah. They're actually having meaningful conversations. Mm. And that's a really amazing thing. And so Again, this has been really hard for so many people, yeah. uh, but on some level it's been, you know, maybe there's an inkling of a blessing in the sense of those things that I've just mentioned, plus just the ability or just the focus more people are having on their, on their health and optimizing it. And so I think that's a fantastic thing too. Absolutely. Yeah. But the present moment, definitely. It's taught a lot of people to really, really reevaluate, like you said. So that's, yeah. The big secret is nothing else exists, right? Yeah. The the, the past is gone and the future is whatever you want it to be in your mind, but most of it won't come true anyway. And so once you've begun the practice of meditation, you can see how these kinds of thoughts come up and just observe them and go, oh, that's another one of those. Like Mm. uh, Dr. Ted likes to talk about them like balloons or yeah. clouds in the sky. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're both really good metaphors, I think, is that you know, you're the sky and then you just see balloons and they go and the clouds and they just go and some are dark and some have lightning and some are beautiful and some yeah. you know, sometimes you have rainbows and sunshine and <laughs> all those things are, but they all go. Sunshine, rainbows, clouds, they all go. Yeah, yeah, um, absolutely. All right, because you have to go, I'm gonna leave it at the rainbows and the clouds. 
Thank you Sunshine so, and rainbows so much. Is a good way to do it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think so too. I love a good rainbow. Um, so thanks, Scott. Thanks for your time. I really appreciate it. I, it's just My so pleasure. lovely to, to chat with you and actually lock you down for a couple of hours. So thank you. <laughs> My pleasure, Jody. I'm going to go decompress in the sauna now. So Yeah, absolutely. All right. Thanks, Scott. See ya. Okay. Have a good night. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Revital Health Podcast. We hope you enjoy this episode. Follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Revital Health, as well as our website, revitalhealth.com.au, for upcoming podcasts, workshops, and speaking events. Find out about specials happening in the clinic and all the show notes and links mentioned in the podcast. Please remember that this information discussed here is general information and is not intended to diagnose or treat individuals. Please speak to your healthcare professional before embarking on any new treatments, lifestyle changes, medicines or supplementation to assess your suitability. Have a wonderful day and we'll see you again soon.